Hello everyone, I'm Gabe Gottesman alongside Scott Pirak from 88.9 The Bridge. Today, for the second time this year, we are joined by star center for the MI boys basketball team, David Pickles. After a season opening overtime win against Interlake last Tuesday, where David had 18 points and 10 rebounds, the Islanders look to stay undefeated tonight against Sammamish starting at 8.15, which you can listen to on 88.9 The Bridge. David, thank you so much for joining us once again. Yep, thank you for having me. So, First, I want to talk about this last game. You Last year, you swept Interlake. How important was it this year to get off on the right foot uh, and, and kind of prove that this team is capable of accomplishing the same goals that you guys did last year where you went undefeated in Kinko? It, what, how important was it specifically starting with a team that you handled last year to kind of show that you're back in form, even losing um, a lot of really good seniors? Yeah, so obviously we, uh, we graduated uh, six or seven seniors from last year. Um, so that was a very large blow. Obviously, a lot of them uh, played a lot of minutes and um, were fundamental in our success last year. Um, but, you know, this year we're returning a bunch of key guys, um, myself, Tyler Butson, Chris Clark, to name a few people. Um, but, you know, whether, whether you're looking at kids that are moving up from the JV team last year or returning varsity players, um, it's our first game in 14 months. Um, which is a long time to not be running up and down. Um, obviously we're playing with masks this year, which is a little bit, a little bit uh, hectic, so to say, uh, not used to it, but, you know, for the first game back in 14 months, um, we came in with the game plan. We knew that some shots might not fall. We knew we might be a little loose with the, the ball and turn it over a couple of times. And those things did happen. Um, but, you know, especially down the stretch, we executed our game plan. Um, you know, Gavin Cree uh, is very, he's, the focal point of this this season is to have the ball touch the paint and then let the scoring come from there. So, you know, the ball can touch the paint on a, on a drive, a pick and roll, a post up. Um, and then once you get the ball in the middle of the floor, it's going to free up a lot of shots for the, the perimeter and a lot of offensive rebound opportunities. So, you know, when, when we were going down the stretch, um, end of the game, beginning of overtime, you know, we really tried to to hammer home that, that key principle um, that our team is going to be um, focusing on this season. And that's, that's how we ultimately, we were behind actually with two or three minutes to go, we were behind trailing and that's how we kind of sparked that little comeback. And then obviously that momentum carried over into overtime. That definitely was fun to commentate those final two minutes of the fourth quarter. And obviously David, this season, you guys still play four teams in King Cove for your eight game schedule, but there maybe is, some inherent Kinko winner, but there's no true Kinko playoffs or anything like that. So with this being your senior season, what do you look to get out of this season overall with really no playoffs or anything like that? Mm -hmm. I would say my, my biggest goal this year is to go eight. No, um, you know, just like you mentioned, we're playing four teams each team twice. Um, and, you know, I think it'd be awesome if we went eight, no, and swept the little, the little league we're having right now. Um, aside from that, just want to have fun while doing it. You know, it's a super short season. So um, myself and all my teammates included are making sure that we bring all of our energy and we're really upbeat this, this year to the, the practices and the games and all that stuff, because, you know, it's short. So we want to give it all we can while in this, in this season. So we talked to Tyler last week, who's part of that big three with you and Chris. That's kind of what we're calling it this year. Uh, he, about his new role in the offense as a, as a four because there's so many great guards on your team as well. And he said that he really wanted to help space the floor and, and mainly focus on getting you the ball inside, like you said, uh, touching the paint every time you get the ball. Can you kind of go more in depth on how you feel 
the offense's spacing with all those great shooters that you have around you and then even yourself being able to get out and shoot a little bit? Yeah. So so last year we ran, you know, a two a traditional two big man um rotation a lot of times it was myself and then one of the Wenzel brothers sometimes it was both Wenzel brothers um so we were really like big big man oriented and then this year um we're kind of playing a four guard one big man um rotation and Tyler Tyler's actually put up the four which is you know not his typical position but in return that just means that you know he's doing a lot of uh pick and pop not pick and roll but pick and pop which gets a lot of threes um so we're having a lot of like four round one spacing. Um, and then like I kind of touched on earlier, you know, if I get the ball a lot of times, uh, if I get the ball in the block area, a lot of times the second guy will come down um, and Gavin and Shay, two of the coaches have really um, helped me focus on, you know, making the skip pass from the block. So looking for the opposite corner or looking for a cutter or whatever. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of great three point shooters, um, obviously, you know, Chris and Tyler, but a lot of people, um, for example, Alex Aaron, Coleman Bell, and they've been hitting a lot of shots um, in the first game. And then obviously Will Atkinson's another, another good shooter, um, just to name a couple. But yeah, you know, kind of, kind of going back to the, the main question is we're very spaced out and, you know, we try to get the defense to turn their head and focus on the key. And then, you know, it's a lot of kick out open, open shots. So. And you talked about being on the block and looking four shooters we want to know for you we've obviously seen you in the paint a lot but also we know coming into this season you guys are a three-point heavy team you live and die by the three how do you think the outside shot factors into your game um you know I think it definitely it's it's there it's present um if need be um you know if my if my defender is if I'm on if I catch the ball on the three-point line and my defender is you know three or four steps back into the inside the arc you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll let one fly here or there, but uh, in the first game against Interlake, a lot of times my defender was, you know, within arm's reach and arm's distance. So I didn't, didn't take any just because I didn't think there was any, any great opportunities, but you know, if the time comes and, you know, I'll let, I'll let it fly. So the game on Tuesday was definitely a thriller. It, it got everyone's heart racing at the end. There is some clutch free throws by Tyler. You had some uh, definitely some free throws down the stretch as well. That was huge for you guys. Can you talk about the advantages you feel of playing a game in overtime for your first game of the year, kind of maybe getting more settled in, just already having an intense game under your belt? Do you think that actually is going to help you out in the long run? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, it's always good to, to kind of get challenged early on in the season because it'll prepare you for, you know, the later games. Um, you know, so after the first first time of playing all these teams, um, for, for example, Mercer Island, we already know, um, moving forward, Interlake's kind of game plan, their way of play. Um, so we'll kind of next next meeting, we'll come out and, you know, throw a counter punch at them, so to say, and throw some a different look at them. Um, and I definitely think by that by having an overtime experience, you know, we're we're used to that late game pressure. We're used to used to crunch time and important shots. Um, Gabe, you touched on Tyler Butson's uh, two free throws with you know sub sub one minute to go. Um, those were huge. Uh, and I think that that experience early on in the season is great for us moving forward. So we have a two-part question for you. First, I want to know, because it's your senior season, is there any, you hit, let's say, a game winner. I want to know what your go-to celebration is. This question sparks from Chris Clark's bow and arrow last year. And second, if you had to frame a picture of one moment of your high school experience, what would it be? 
Uh, so my first first answer is if I were to hit a game winning shot, um, I would probably go run over and find Tyler and I'll give him a, you know, a big chest bump. We'll both jump up and then uh, I'll be great. Um, Cause two senior leaders, you know, Tyler's kind of my guy. We work inside out. Um, so I think that would be a great chest bump. Uh, going to the second, second question. Um, sorry, repeated it for me. If you were to frame a picture of one moment of your high school experience, what would it be? And that's like the team bus on the way to yeah, no pill truck or the locker room. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't, I can't give you a single answer. I'm going to give you two. The first is um, last year's playoff game against Rainier Beach um, at Bellevue College, the tip-off of that game. Um, I remember I was standing across from their center and we were kind of, you know, locking eyes and I was, I was looking around and it was a packed gym and it was a really cool experience. Um, there was actually multiple NBA players in the gym at the time, um, which was very cool and obviously a nerve-wracking feeling playing right. in front of such big-time names like Jamal Crawford or uh, oh. Kevin Porter Jr., um, the second moment that I would probably choose to frame, uh, would be the senior night last year at Bellevue. Um, I was actually talking about it yesterday with some of my teammates, how that was a sold out game. There wasn't an open seat in the, the gym. And I don't, we don't think that there's ever going to be a Mercer Island game that had that much energy and that much, um, attention to it from the whole Island. It wasn't just, the, it wasn't just the high school. It was the entire Mercer Island community. Um, and once, when the final, uh, horn blew, and the students rushed the court. That was that was probably one of my favorite memories uh, to this day, regardless of basketball or school life. So, yeah. Yeah, we were broadcasting that game and being up in the little crow's nest, it was just like you felt like a tsunami around you. It was so loud that entire game. It was amazing. So looking ahead to tonight's game against Sammamish, what's your plan going forward on offense? Maybe just some things you've seen in film. Are you going to try to shoot maybe more from the outside this game or keep it in the paint? Can you talk about what you've seen maybe in film or just knowing the Sammamish defense, how you plan to attack them? Mm -hmm. um, so first I'm going to start for our defensive uh, game plan. Sammamish, they run a lot of five out. So five guys are on the perimeter, pass and cut, pass and screen away. Um, so, you know, as someone, as an individual who typically is guarding my defenders, also typically a post man, and I don't really have to do a whole lot of uh, running around and chasing around the three-point line. Uh, I'm really going to have to be aware, watch out for people cutting, watch out for down screens, and I'm going to really have to be on my feet on the defensive end. Um, and then moving forward to the offensive end, um, you know, like I just touched on there, they run a five out, they're a smaller team. Um, so, you know, I think it's going to be critical tonight when I catch the ball, if I don't have a quick, easy shot um, in the key, just, you know, catch and be strong with it and look around because more times than not, um, I'm assuming they're going to be bringing a second guy to defend me. And then that's when I, that's when I kick it out to my teammates to, and help them get open shots. All right. So we asked Tyler and then Kaylee Newcomer from the girls team. We've kind of wanted to get to know the boys and girls team better a little bit. So we're asking some some questions, some um, get to know the players better a little bit. So I'm going to give you a hypothetical situation. And you're going to tell me the player on the team that it resonates most with. All right. Sound good. Yep. All yep. right. Sounds good. First off, which, and I'll give you Tyler's answers too afterwards. So which player is most likely to be late to practice showing up? Uh, Coleman Bellin. All right. Well, Tyler, Tyler said, Tony Swendrowski and yeah. so Coleman that's, that's another good option. Safe bet. <laughs> uh, favorite player to go 1v1 against right before practice starts? 
Uh, I'm going to have to go, I'm going to have to go Alex Aaron. Uh, you know, he's a small guy. So I think <laughs> that my height will definitely help me in that matchup. You know, that's, I, don't think, I don't, you might be, I think your, your chest bump can't go to Alex. We'll have to go to Tyler. He might, he might get knocked <laughs> All right. Uh, and Tyler's answer was Will. Yeah, they, they always have a good uh, little little battle, verbal and basketball in the practice. So. <laughs> Which player would you not want to drive you to a post-game dinner? Luke Reed. I would never, <laughs> never be in the same car as Luke Reed when he's driving. You, you'll play his music, though. You'll play his music. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Tyler said Chris for that. I think both of those are good answers from what I've seen. But yeah. who spends the most time in Joe's room? And I'll tell you, Tyler answered this very fast. I'm going to go Chris Clark. That was the exact same answer. Yeah. He <laughs> Clearly I feel like Chris lives in Joe's room both before, after, and during practice. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's the one player, if you have a tough test the next day, that you're going, uh, going to go to ask for homework help? Um, probably gonna go with Coleman. Coleman's a, a sneakily smart, sneak, sneaky, sneaky smart guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so definitely Coleman. Uh, Tyler said Alex Aaron for that one. So a lot of smart players on the team, I'm sure. So finally, besides you, because that wouldn't be really fair, who has the best chance of dunking in in game? Gabe, can I change that question real quick? Who has the best chance of dunking on you? Oh. Not saying it's oh, gonna man. happen, but if someone had the chance, who's the least player you want to go against if they're gonna to try to posterize you? Um, it's gotta be it's gotta be between Tyler and Coleman. Both of those guys are. I know Coleman last year um, had a couple dunks in a JV game. He was a swing yeah. player last year, so he had a couple dunks in there. So you can't you can't sleep on Coleman. And then Tyler's actually got a lot more explosive this off season and. You know, if he's feeling good and his legs are energized, he could he could maybe punch one on you if you're not paying attention. All right. Well, we'll look forward to a lot of highlights, uh, probably a lot tonight against Sammamish. You can listen in live on 88.9 starting at 8.15. David, thank you so much for joining us and good luck. Yep. Thank you, too.